Welcome back again to the Catholic Pleb Podcast, friends. Today, we finish out our Lenten mini-series with almsgiving. So to kind of recap, we we did a kind of a focus on the three pillars of Lent, which are prayer, fasting, and today will be almsgiving. Um, I realize I probably could do better with uh, in announcing my intentions and saying, hey, you know, I'd like to do a mini-series. Because this kind of just kind of came out of nowhere, but I thought, you know what, it's probably needed and probably a good thing to focus on those things that the Catholic Church says we should focus on during the season of Lent, so I want to incorporate those. So today I have two readings for us on almsgiving, which I personally find very, uh, very fruitful, and I'm hoping that they will be just as equally fruitful, if not more, for you guys. So that being said, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord God. Heavenly King, Almighty Father, you are true God, true God, you are true man. We ask that you may please come and help us to see all the truths and reality of the spiritual life that you have for us and that we may be closer to you after coming to you and learning from those wisdoms that you've given those who go before us. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so I've practiced this, but uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. I'm almost certain of it. So the first reading is actually going to come from the Eastern Catholic side of the faith. It's a reflection from Bishop Nikolai Vimirovic, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about almsgiving. So let's get into it. Both the poor man who begs and the rich man who gives place the Lord under an obligation not only when the Lord, excuse me, not only when the poor begs in the name of the Lord and with humility, but also when the rich man gives in the name of the Lord and with compassion. Everyone who receives must realize that he receives that which is God's. And when a man gives, he must realize that he gives that which is God's. The giving, as much as the receiving, both have value. We all come naked into the world, and naked we leave it. We are all beggars before God, because we have nothing that we have not received from him. Therefore, give to the poor man, your brother, even as God has given to you. You take what is another's, and you give to your own when you give alms. The poor is closer to you than all your goods. Even as God, the creator of all men, values each man as being far more precious than all his goods. If you have been given wealth, it has been given to you as a test. It is to test your heart, to let God and the hosts of heaven see if you have understood from whom your wealth comes and why it has been given to you. Truly blessed are you if you understand that your wealth comes from God and belongs to God. Blessed are you if you count the poor as your own family, as members of your own household, and sharers with them, and share with them that which God has entrusted to you. 
Oh, how immeasurable is God's love for mankind. Lo, all that you have belongs to God. Yet he considers himself your debtor if you take what is his and give it to the poor. And he will pay you for your good deeds. What mercy can equal this? O oh, Lord, lover of mankind, open our minds that we may comprehend the mysteries of your mercy and soften our hearts that we may be like wax and like wax burn and shine with the reflection of your infallible mercy. To you be glory and praise forever and ever. Amen. So there are many great elements within this uh, this particular reflection here. I thought like a solid line that just called out to me is that we can make God our debtors if we give what is God's to the poor. Oh, man, that's a really good line. Uh, so when I, when I read this, I, I really think of when uh, Jesus in the gospel says, you know, build for yourselves treasure in heaven, wherever the heart is or wherever your treasure is. So to your heart, uh, which is, I, don't know, I just see that theme very much so repeating within this, this reflection from Bishop Nikolai. Which um, which is really uh, which is really good. It's like where where is your heart? You know, a good reflection of, you know, are are you living in this world and this is where you want to belong? Uh, is this um, is this a land that you're passing through and you recognize that everything is temporal, everything is passing away? Are you living in eternity? Because if you're living in eternity, I mean, the recognition is just what uh, I think kind of backing up here, if you want to live in eternity, a really good question is to ask yourself, what are the things that remain, right? Because we know that we all will die and we will all be resurrected one day. But what remains? You know, wealth will not remain. You know, uh, faith actually will not remain because at that point we'll have God right before us. So there will be no need for faith. The only thing that remains is love. And love, I think, is a very constant theme that we'll find with all other things that we've, we've talked about today, or through this miniseries, I should say, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, love and prayer, love and fasting, right? Last, uh, last episode, we heard that mercy is intrinsically linked to fasting, that if we, we have great mercy, our fasting will reap great fruits. If we have little mercy, we will reap very little benefits from our fasting but this all stems from love and in almsgiving too I think it's a really good question to ask yourself like what is going to remain that is the love that we have for everyone around us and that when we look at the poor and we give alms to the poor we can want to do it intelligently but like it is the love that is combined with that almsgiving that makes it so good and uh, before I get into like how we can intelligently give some alms, I'm going to read also a bit of scripture from Tobit in chapter 12, the exhortation of Raphael. Raphael called the two men aside privately and said to them, Thank God, give him the praise and the glory before all the living. Acknowledge the many good things he has done for you by blessing and extolling his name in songs. Before all men, 
honor, and proclaim God's deeds, and do not be slack in praising him. A king's secret is prudent to keep, but the works of the Lord are to be declared and made known. Praise them with due honor. Do good, and evil will not find its way to you. Prayer and fasting are good, but better than either is almsgiving accompanied by righteousness. A little with righteousness is better than the abundance with wicked, with the wickedness. It is better to give alms than to store up gold, for almsgiving saves one from death and expiates every sin. Those who regularly give alms shall enjoy a full life, but those habitually guilty of sin are their own worst enemy. I think that's um when i read that first i thought that was very surprising like uh reading the scriptures is like ah uh, you know prayer and fasting is good but better is almsgiving with righteousness and a really good um definition that really needs to be brought into the the foreplay here is uh righteousness righteousness means rightly ordered right and what is what what is rightly ordered but to you know give god what is god's and we hear in scripture that the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And that's a first step to wisdom is fear of the Lord. Because there's there's a acting prudently and being able to reap the benefits of acting prudently in this life. But it means nothing if at the end of our entire life, oh, you know, we act prudently, we get rich, or we save ourselves from many troubles, but we die and we don't die in the love of Christ. It means nothing. But to have fear of the Lord is to put yourself first before God and put the most effort into the thing that is the most important. So we come back to this idea of righteousness, of just like being rightly ordered and being rightly ordered with our money. It's, I mean, one, it's it's good. It's a very good thing to do. But two, like these words from scripture, like you, you save one from death. You know, the money that we have can have such real implications to those that we give it to. But I don't think we need to do that in a way that is irresponsible. Like, I don't think just blanketly giving money to people uh, who, you know, the homeless or those who are begging, I don't I don't think that is a good idea. Uh, because, you know, in my journeys in homeless ministry, there are a lot of mental illnesses and there's a lot of addiction out there. Uh, so one thing that I believe is a really good idea is just purchasing, purchasing gift cards or spending some time. Honestly, like, that's been... Uh, the most fruitful thing that I've found is that if you have the time, spend some time with these people, take them out to eat. And, you know, they may enjoy the presence of just having a human conversation over the meal that they're eating. And I've found that that's actually more so the craving of their hearts is just to be treated as human because they don't get that. They're just looked as something filthy and dirty. But if you don't have the time to spend to bring them somewhere and to get them food, buy buy gift cards to restaurants that are, you know, you know that all they can do with that is they can buy food. So you don't have to, you know, submit to the idea of, okay, I can't do the greatest good, which would bring this person to get some food and like have a conversation with them. But I can give them this gift card. And if you see someone on the side of the road, they're asking for money, you can you can give them their gift card. Or you can give them a gift card to McDonald's or Applebee's or wherever the local chains are that 
you can purchase a gift card, give it to them. So you can still be wise and prudent in your giving. But those are the um, those are the two bits of wisdom that I have from scriptures and reading them, and also this this really good work from this this bishop of the Eastern Catholic faith. I hope that uh, you guys found that fruitful, and I, I hope that it helps you guys. Uh, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy another week of Lent. Peace.